Welcome to Crab Chat, the unofficial fantasy review that you never wanted nor asked for. I am your host, Troy McGlure, aka the Bounty Hunter, aka Coach of the Mandalorians. Let's get straight into this week's headlines. Breaking news, coaches fly first class to Bangkok as 9 out of 10 clubs hit a 900 points. Crouching Tiger, hidden spud, Brad outcrouches Matt in the ultimate battle of who is the shittest brother. Houston, we have a problem. Silence of the Ladhams now showing in cinemas. And the final headline for this week. Ooh, Nussi! But first, let us take a look at the results from the round that was. First up, the Mandalorians collected another bounty as Robbo's janitors ran out of Ajax's spray and wipe. Jumbo Seafood got the chowder just right, leaving Nathan looking about done for this season. Giuseppe's grapes turned a little sour, and the Krebs Savignon tonked a couple of lost bolos out of the park. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Surge applied some much-needed and much-deserved shock therapy to dumb cunt 19. The chicken Tassanova got on top and never looked back, pounding the claw into submission, while the antagonist got done by the supporting actor, Jay-Z. So where does that leave us with the latter? Well, despite the fantasy app being run by a small group of Tibetan monks on the smell of an oily rag, fortunately, the website can provide me with the following. From the top, Crustacean FC sits four points clear on 36. The Chico Roll and the Aficionado sit in second and third on 32 points. Perennial League Spuds, Whaley, Poe, and the chef formerly known as Huey sit in fourth and fifth. Jumbo actually finds himself in fourth place despite being one of only two clubs that have scored less than 10,000 points to date. Middle of the table is crammed as usual with Nathan, Curl and myself on 24 points. The Janitors, Osteitis Pubis and the Rankines remain well and truly at risk of punishment with three games left to play. And then bottom of the ladder though, with just 12 points to his name and a long way from infinity and beyond, is Morgs. Turning now to the pigs and the piglets, and my word was there one big piggy in particular. The Bond scored 145 points this week, and that left Meraki wetter than a blind lesbian at a fish market. His teammate in Brody Smith also went big and netted himself 125 smackaroos for the Curl Herms crab. While the Tomahawk continues to deliver for Morgs, scoring the very aesthetically pleasing one, two, three. So let's take a deeper look at the results then. And first up, we have the Janitors and the Metachlorians, which should have been a Monday night thriller, except Lukosius... Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! ...and went Dutza for 107. There was a bid in this one, actually. Zach Jones, Liam Shields and Hamish Hartlett all run out against their old club. Lord Volder Jones had the last laugh, though. Uh, he had the wood over Harry Potter, aka the Chum, all evening. As Hamish Heartless plays more like Ginny than Ron. <laughs> Bit unlucky, actually, as Robbo notches his fifth 850-plus point score in six weeks, but has only managed to get one win in that time. <laughs> Next up, you had the Bowdens against Jumbo, and wasn't this just a thriller in Manila, folks? Just six points separated the two teams, with Moritz coming later than Johnny Sins on his fifth take. Again, the coaches didn't get a lot wrong on this one, but I will point out one mistake in particular. 
Nathan Admiral, after crowing about how great Parfit was, you left him on the bench in favour of Matthew Kennedy. Bruh. Now, you'll probably say something stupid that sounds smart, like, oh, but Sam, he got injured. Let me tell you something, Nate. You don't play a bloke with a moustache that shit. Now, maybe I should cut you some slack because you can't grow facial hair, but let me tell you, it's a shit moustache. And bear with me a moment. Think about this. The bloke would have known the day before that photos for fantasy were happening. That means he woke up that morning, looked in the mirror, and thought, yeah, nah, that's a pretty decent moustache. He's a fucking bad decision maker. He's fucking soft. Get rid. Right, third game. Curl uh, Hermscrab brings the lost Bolas reign to an end, finally. Again, credit to the coaches here because not a lot was done wrong, actually. Um, forwards, backs, rucks, all pretty even. So it was down to a battle of the midfield, and weirdly, Simon lost with Angus Brayshaw, of all people, and, of course, the veteran Dylan Shield hitting the ton, while Steele and The Rock played more like tin and wood, churning out 58 apiece. Fourth game of the round was another really close one, with Trent Cotchen being brought out of the pool late and pumping out 95 points on a Monday night, leaving Dinger just 10 painstaking points short. Again, looking at it, no real clangers here. The difference was just the bond. I mean, 145 points. That's a a before-coronavirus score of 180. Fuck me. That's like a dream banger. That's like banging Riley Reid. Or Mia Khalifa. Or Nicole Aniston. Elsa Jean. Kendra Lust. Layla Star. Fuck. 11.30. Awfully quiet chat. <sighs> Fifth game. Benny takes the chickens home despite the Tomahawk's best efforts to snap up some dinner for Morgs. Uh, despite getting the win, Benny, geez, I have to call out a clanger here. Call me out in the chat if this is not showing right on the app or the website, but from what I can see, you've left Tommy Mitchell, the OG pig, your number one draft pick, just rotting on the bench while Jacob Hopper literally lives up to his name and hops around on one leg, apparently, scoring just 44 points. Are you kidding me, cunt? I've got fucking Will Setterfield and Oliver Flogren running out for me week in, week out, and you've got Tommy fucking Mitchell riding the pine. On top of this, you also, you've also got Swallow as a DMP but no cover? Seriously, mate, take a... I'd say more if you weren't in second place and didn't have a stacked team, but... Wow, you got away with one there. <laughs> Final game of the round, uh, the Tagonists really let down the coach's box and the league average, scoring just a putrid 783 points, uh, which actually allowed the Crustaceans, with the second lowest score of the round, to collect four points. (laughs) Vice captain of school, now this, some kids really do get it all. Headaches all over the ground for the top ladder crustacean, though, as Weller, Butters, and Berry pump out absolute pus scores. Zemac unfortunately failed to take advantage of this, though, and I, I will 
point out a couple of clangers here, mate. Um, failing to loop in Walsh on 90. And uh, if you put the C on McGrath, Bob's your uncle, you've got the win. And that, of course, brings us to our Archie Dickens uh, nominations to Ben for that terrible man management I discussed earlier. Love to give it to Nathan uh, for selecting that weasel Kennedy. Uh, just not quite enough. I'd also love to give it to the Freo umpire, sorry, the umpires of the Freo game, uh, or Kale Jua for attending that Wesley event. But unfortunately, I'm legally obliged to give it to someone in this league, which is why Tim Robertson is our winner this week. For dropping Zach Jones, a midfielder averaging 70 plus and allowing me to pick him up and essentially get me the win. Add to that your repeated poor league management with the extra game, and uh, yeah, a worthy winner. And that brings us to the final section of this podcast. Now, as you know, I'm the bounty hunter, and I'd like to introduce a new segment. I'm often taking aim at blokes, usually shit cunts, uh, which is why I'd like to give the first episode of In My Sights. And in my sights this week is, you guessed it, Brad fucking Crouch. Now before I start, take a moment, pause the podcast, and go up look go look up Veranda on Google Images. Now tell me, what do all verandas have in common? One, they're fucking flatter than Ron Goodhart's tits. And two, they're drier than Bree Clark's back door because they've got a great big fucking roof over them. So tell me, Brad, how do you manage to slip on a dry, flat surface? I mean, you are on like, what, 300K a year. I bet your veranda is approaching true level. In fact, let me read a definition to you. The law of flat surfaces is a design concept for home organization and cleaning. It is based upon the principle that any flat surface within a home tends to accumulate clutter. Let me tell you, Brad, you are the clutter. You are cluttering my bench, you're cluttering my mind, and you're cluttering that shitty crow's midfield. You've done nothing for me this year. You are a spud, and you've been in my sights. Well, that's all we've got time for, folks. Uh, let's wrap this shit show up with some predictions. Janitors versus Jumbo, first game. Uh, it's basically John's backs against Tim's mids, you would think, and I back a midfield group nine times out of ten. Tim to go 900-plus again and is surely due a win. Next up, we've got the Mandalorians against the Cribs. Uh, we've said it before on this podcast, Carl has a solid team. Uh, even without Gresham, I think he will still pump out a good score. Unless Whitfield and Goldie, my two big boys, go Dutza, I see Carl winning this one. Uh, Rankings and the Bowdens, this could be a cracker. This, this for me, is game of the week. Uh, Bowdens in trouble after two losses, while Rankings flying higher than an Eagles player in 2006. With Toby Green back in as well, I actually think it's a fairly even contest, and it'll come down to which mids go the hardest. I've got Nath by the thickness of a Matthew Kennedy moustache hair in this one. Fondlers against the Claw. It's, it's got to be one-way footy, right? 
I mean, even with Dan Houston out, this looks uh, very one-sided, especially with Ringer's midfield having a bad week last week. You'd think Vengeance is on the cards. Uh, got the fondlers by the length of the bus straight here. Uh, next up, we've got the Itchy Pubes against the Taganists. Uh, it'll probably be like watching two retarded kids go at it. Um, you know it's bad to stare at, but will ultimately be entertaining. Uh, with Jack Martin back in, though, and Yo out, I think the Tags will edge it this week. Lastly, oh, wow, delicious. A top-of-the-table clash between the Casserole and the Crustaceans. I'd like to take this moment to recognise how stacked Ben's team is now. Zorko was the only player averaging over 65 this week to receive a dual position player role. With Josh Kennedy still to come back into this side, I personally think you're looking at your asterisk cup winner this year. I've got Benny to jump to the top of the ladder this week and take out the crustaceans. And that is all we've got time for, folks. Uh, this has been your host, Roy McGlure, a.k.a. The Bounty Hunter, a.k.a. Coach of the Mandalorians. It has been an absolute pleasure joining you on the airwaves this morning. Uh, this has just been one crab's humble opinion. I'd like to round things off with, um, with things I'm grateful for. Not attending... Kyle Dewar's event. Elliot Yo's Osteitis Pubis. Simpsons memes. Hashtag Lad Goes Ham. Zach Jones. Tim Robertson being the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs>